everyone. I'm Marissa. And I'm Carrie. And welcome to episode six of the World of DVC show. On today's episode, we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. We have a magical interview with the very first Walt Disney World ambassador, Debbie Dane Brown, and the moment you've all been waiting for, story time with Sue and her chance meeting with the one and only Walt Disney. And of course, our show would not be complete without lots of prizes and surprises. And... We have a very special guest. We do. Do you know who the special guest is? Well, Derek booked him. No. Oh. Hey, guys. You excited for the show today? Yeah, but who's yeah. the special guest? Me. Oh. oh. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Walt Disney World. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, you are now entering the world of DVC, the ultimate DVC destination where magical vacations meet incredible value through exceptional service. Put in your headphones, turn the volume up, sit back, relax, and step into the world of DVC. I feel like I need to write an original song celebrating 50 years of Walt Disney World. I thought you were going to. I'm kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to-do list. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, it's right here. Is it on your to-do list? <laughs> it's right here. It's on my to-do list. Aww. Welcome, everybody. We're so glad that you guys are here. This is the our very, very special yes. 50th anniversary of Walt Disney mm-hmm. World show. Do you believe it? I can't believe it because I saw the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World with the pink cake oh, castle and yeah, so I it's I know this this is this was magical though this was definitely a magical magical celebration. This was amazing, and we have got a jam-packed, prize-filled <laughs> 50th anniversary show planned for you guys today. That we were just talking in the kitchen before we come up there. We're like, how are we going to fit all this stuff in? And well, we had so many other things planned where, like, literally yesterday, we're like, crop it, cut yep. it. We're doing a whole new show, and we're just talking about the 50th. Yeah. We had to. It's been it's it's been massive. It's been everywhere. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to give you guys some uh, incredible play-by-play videos, some descriptions of these two lovely ladies were mm-hmm. at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, they arrived uh, last year. <laughs> to be able to get in to the Magic Kingdom. I mean, close. We got <laughs> our reservation it. like six months long ago. It's June. Yeah. So they've got great stories about what was it like actually to be in the Magic Kingdom on that day. So um, I have great stories about what it was like to eat and drink at Disney Springs. <laughs> Celebrating uh, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, Carrie did an amazing interview with the 
very first Walt Disney World ambassador yeah. of all time. And oh my God, these stories are incredible. It's the return of what? The most anticipated story time with Sue, oh, I think, yes. in human history, yeah. right? Which one is this one? This is the Walt story. This is the Walt. This we saved Walt it, Disney especially story. for this yeah. episode. So, I mean, I can't wait to see no, it. Yeah. There's so much history in this show, and we're so lucky to have Debbie Dane Brown and the story time with Sue with Walt Disney. So there's just a lot. Like you said, it's jam-packed. There's a lot to do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. Even oh I even have yes. a special shirt <laughs> that right. I just bought on Sunday night at the Polynesian. Last-minute trip using my DVC points. Went to the Polynesian, walked over oh, to Bay Lake Tower, so took nice. the monorail, and bought a – this not – I guess it's not an official 50th anniversary shirt, but it says 1971 on it. Close enough. And it's a jersey. Special. So yeah. it's special. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, my goodness, there's just yeah. so much to talk about. And we figured we couldn't have it be our episode celebrating the 50th without prizes. So we'll let you know what that is. Stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, also, like we talked about, you had the interview with Debbie, right? Yes. And you have to make sure you stick all the way through this episode because this is probably in my time being a cast member and my Disney experience, this is one of the most <laughs> special moments that I've had. Yeah. And so it truly is so special. But something that's really cool that I thought we could just talk about in the beginning here is the fact that for those of you who don't know, obviously we're in Orlando, but our offices are based in Windermere. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know anything about Windermere, it's uh, used to be kind of like a fisherman area for people in Orlando. So there was like little cottages and Orlando's, or excuse me, Windermere's considered uh, among the lakes. Right. right. Town among the lakes. Well, we got such a cool snippet of Disney history. And we'll tell you a little bit about that as the episode comes along. But come to find out, Roy had bought five cottages right on the Lake Tibbet here. That's Lake Tibbet from Windermere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And bought five cottages there. His whole team went and stayed there as they built Walt Disney World. So I mean, how cool, right. how full circle it is that our offices are sitting right on the lake right. that Roy right. Disney used to have a that house Roy on. And, and <laughs> us as, as cast members, former cast members, Merce and I are hearing this story going, what? Where? where when? We have to, we're Googling this information because we just couldn't believe what we were hearing. We'd never heard these stories before. I you spent were, a lot of time on county records yes, and right, Zillow. The, 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 right, we were talking Saturday about the price of them and what I yes. thought the yes. price would be and what they actually were. And it was just, I mean, Debbie just gave us just such like she ripped the curtain back oh my on god so well, i think that's what makes it so cool is yeah. that it's not just because there's plenty of places we get it that you can go online and read about you know uh, what did you think about this fireworks show or that fireworks right. show or anything else this is stuff that literally as i'm making my third espresso of the morning they're in the kitchen talking about these stories that debbie was saying and all this stuff and it's just incredible so disney historians yeah. disney fanatics out there your mind will be blown with what you're going yeah. to hear today. Which she, is, she was which just is fabulous. Awesome. We could have yeah. talked to her all day. Yeah. We really could have talked to her <laughs> all day. This could have been a three hour long it, episode. It really could have. <laughs> if until, we had it our way. Yeah, until she said, my, my family's waiting for me and I'm hot and no. tired and so we let <laughs> no, her go. No, but and now I'm not gonna gloss over that. Yes, you guys could have, but Marissa and told me today, she's like, literally, have you heard the story about my phone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking to Debbie so much that literally her yeah. phone was dying. So. Marissa, please share, because again, I learned something <laughs> new today about what these are, these fuel rods for your yeah, phone. When your phone was dying. Those are the and, best things well, out there. It's the coolest thing. Okay, well, I mean, we're basically- <laughs> Shameless plugs. We're not a sponsored podcast <laughs> no. yet, but uh, Fuel Rod, if you're out there, we're looking for a sponsor. Yeah. Um, no, but these are super <laughs> cool. Brought to you by Fuel Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, just wait. Uh, my phone died, obviously, and I was yep. stressing because not only do I have work stuff, but I wanted to take more videos to bring you guys right. for this day. Yep. Uh, so I got one of these super- 
nifty fuel rods. And it's basically a little charger. And then anytime it runs out, if I find another little fuel rod pod, yes. I just replace it for free. So, I didn't yes. even know they had so you can charge idea. it at home, yeah. you know, and then take it to the park with you. And then if it starts to run out, you just go to the little kiosk, that little like vending machine almost, yeah. put the little thing in. And I mean, it was like part of the most magical <laughs> moment of the day for us too. It's <laughs> not even on the sheet. Fuel rod conversation. It doesn't even say. <laughs> so, oh all right. Goodness. So yeah. with that, yes. I want you guys mm. to take everybody listening, everybody watching, take us to what it was like October 1st when you guys got up at a really, really early morning and charged up your cell phones and got to mm -hmm. the Magic Kingdom. Walk us through. Tell us what it was like that incredible day. Yeah. Carrie and I had a breakfast reservation at Ohana, so we went and parked at the Polynesian. Uh, we may How far in advance did you have to make that? The day before. Oh! This Honestly, Carrie and I did our magic. We did this the day before because sometimes that's the best time to get a True reservation fact. is the day True before, fact. right? The People last cancel. minute. Yeah. They do. So the day before. Nice. Mm -hmm. We may or may have not made it to breakfast, um, but we did park at the Polynesian and we took the monorail over to Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So we walked in and I Was mean. Was it packed? Like so, the monorail? No. No? No. We woke up to Derek sending us crazy videos <laughs> at 6 a.m. Literally, I my did. phone is blowing up. <clears throat> I saw yeah. pictures online, and I immediately started taking yeah. screenshots of them and be like, you guys got to be careful. It looks crazy You did crazy say that. You did say, well, we didn't get there. We got there, what, about 9 o'clock, yep. 8.30, 9 o'clock. Okay. And when we got on the monorail, we both looked at each other and we said, there's nobody here. It's just us. Because people had really gotten to Magic Kingdom about 4.30, yeah. 5 o'clock to line up. We are not those people. And so we just kind of... Of showed up when we showed up and we missed that big crowd yeah. which was great because I think we both were like okay pack your patience we're gonna be okay we're in for the right you know long ignore crowd, all that. text messages from Derek right ignore all text messages stress yeah it was it was really like the cast members were so excited at the Polynesian and security and everybody's saying happy 50th and we just took the monorail over to the Magic Kingdom and got off and walked literally right just in. walked right in. Yeah, there was yeah. no go way. Mm -hmm. No, you go ahead. So well, it was it was fabulous because when you first walk in, they give you they gave this the commemorative 50th uh, map, oh. which was which was so great and we had a bag with us so it got stayed nice and, and preserved. And then the regular park maps I thought were just so beautifully done as yes. well with the 50th there and then just the beautiful castle. Aren't that beautiful? So I had asked, which I'm sure people are probably yeah. thinking too, which for that special one, yes. that commemorative one, they handed those to you, right? Like yes. they didn't just have like buckets of them sitting out because I no. imagine people probably you both would just shovel them into like your backpack. You know and just us take really well. So. That's why they were like, "Here's one, <laughs> Was and it really? that's it." Yes, because I mean they're so special and they're yeah, thicker they're so nice. yeah, and, and shiny. You know, it's inside, right? It's, it's all really shiny great. inside. It's really beautiful. It's a commemorative piece, you know, to frame or to keep somewhere on a courier or whatnot. And um, but when we walked in, it to me like it had the feeling of like you know Christmas morning or mm -hmm. Thanksgiving or. Even like Halloween, there's something in the air, and it just felt very celebratory when we walked in and the Dapper Dans were singing. Like we hit that moment when you walk in, it was like quintessential Disney. Um, the first, like they were waiting for you. Like they were waiting for <laughs> Cue us. Cue the Dapper Dans, yes. Morrison Carrier. But the longest line, right when you walk in, like the longest line that we saw out the gate was for the popcorn wagon because they oh, yeah. they had those commemorative popcorn um, buckets. Yeah. Um, we did we did not wait in that line, but we just took in the sights and the sounds, and um, we ran into these guests that had like handmade painted 
outfits on. There's there about five or six of them. The dre- I mean, oh, people, people were dressed. dressed to the nines. I mean, they really? were. Yes. Beautifully. Like the creative costume yes. slash like everyday clothing that people yeah. were able to make for this event. Like I saw a girl looking like Cinderella yeah, with like shiny ears, but like so perfect for the parks. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Lots of Disney bounding and yes. themes and families together. And we we learned that day because we looked at the, you know, on the, the app to see how long the wait times yeah. were. And the wait times were 10 minutes, five minutes. We said, why is nobody at any of the attractions? People come to truly get the merchandise or sit on Main Street, or just be part of the Magic Kingdom that day, and just be part of that history. I and, kept hearing that. Yeah, that and, like the wait times for people that went yeah, were not it was crazy. Not crazy, but it was like an eight-hour line to get a popcorn bucket. It like, sure was. Well, and Main Street was like the the lineup yeah. of people on Main Street was like what you'd see for a normal parade or fireworks yeah. lineup, right. and it never changed it like didn't. people were just hovering mm-hmm. so it kind of had that electric feel when you're walking down main street were there any like like disney vip milling say, around what or? was so nice is literally as we walked down the street we said oh my gosh there's jeff Foley, the president of the walt disney world resort so of course we have to stop to get a selfie <laughs> with him and so we did you, and <laughs> you guys walk in the dapper dans are singing yeah. there's the president of walt disney world like welcome we've so arrived wait in line at 4 30 or sleep in a little extra and get there about nine we yeah. The timing just right, and we literally were like, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't. I wish we had this grandiose plan, but we just, we really just hit everything really well. But we took a, a, a picture with Jeff, and I just loved to see. You know, we're all former cast members, so right. to see the executives, and especially the president, just walking up and down that the street, was cool. and and um, uh, Josh Giamaro just walking up the street and taking selfies with people. They were. And just talking to the guests. And I think that for the guests was a magical moment. You know, 25 years ago, you didn't have Instagram and Facebook and social media and all this stuff that you can really get to know who these people are. But now people follow, you know, Josh DiMauro on Instagram. They follow Jeff Valley. So I think that they felt like, hey, we know you. You're the celebrity now in Magic Kingdom. So it was really great to see that. And, And grab a picture with him. Yep. And then we got to hear, what was it, the original? Yes, Roy. Yes. The speech. Yep. From Jeff. So there was a voiceover uh, that Jeff did, of uh, you know, around all Magic Kingdom. And he kind of replayed the dedication, or not replayed it, but he sort of reiterated the, de- the dedication oh. from October 25th on Dedication Day, And he did that live? Like well, he did there? it over the loudspeaker. He did it over the loudspeaker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the pianist. The pianist was amazing. And so... What they did is the original Casey's Corner pianist. You know, right outside of Casey's Corner, there's that, like, beautiful 1971 piano. And they brought back the original piano player to play on October 1st. It gets better, though. Uh They brought him back, and then they also had the newest pianist to be hired also play that day, too. So you had the original, and then you had the newest pianist to play on October 1st, 19th. That's so 2021, cool. not 1971. <laughs> yes, but it was so magical. Yeah. And so we walked over to see, and because I said to Marissa, I said, oh, this is where the pianist can be. I mean, just the crowd. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's where the crowds were. The crowds were not at Splash Mountain or Thunder right. yeah. Mountain or Space Mountain. They were at the entertainment on Main Street around the hub. And that's like, that gives me goosebumps yeah. because we're Disney purists sitting yeah. here, right? Yeah. We love that history and heritage. And so to see the original uh, Main Street Casey's Corner pianist 
what a moment. What a moment for him. What a moment for that cast, for the entertainment, and then for the guests. Yeah. Just, yeah, really, really special. That's so cool. Did yeah. you, did they, um, I heard that Disney might or may not have sold some special merchandise. <laughs> did you hear that? No, I just, just, that. just a little bit. Yeah. Saul Brainiac yeah, came up with yeah. the idea and said, we might make a few bucks if huh, we sell some 50th that. anniversary merch. So <laughs> tell people, what was that like? Mm -hmm. Was that... So, I mean, Magical? I'm a shopper at heart, right? So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. kind of like my goal of going there on the 50th was, yes, to take it all in and then, like, buy things. Right. So, I was like, all right, Carrie, here's what we're going to do. We'll do this and that, and then we'll go shopping. <laughs> Carrie's like, I'm with you. Yeah. And Why so, not? we were in. I and go then... to, so we go to the line. And no they... other guest had that same idea. <laughs> no, no one. So, again, we got there at nine, so we were very late to the party. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I go to get in line and they were like well right now the line is closed for standby and I'm like okay so they said you can scan the QR code so I scanned the QR code and then he was like just keep hitting refresh it'll eventually work so I waited about two hours hitting refresh only to find out that the virtual queue had shut down at nine um, <laughs> and there were no just because there was that amount of people yeah. I think we heard someone on the monorail who said that they got there at like six or seven yes who got into the virtual queue and their callback time wasn't going to be till like seven or eight o'clock that night what? so it was right. like a 12-hour yeah. virtual wait yeah so needless to say Carrie and <laughs> who I the people buying merchandise like that morning we then? failed at the shopping <laughs> yeah, experience we, we hit um, the magical moments but the magical shopping moment we failed we missed it. At that. <laughs> which is a bummer because our whole goal of doing the show and and what we really wanted to do is yeah. give away this great gift basket full of right. 50th goodies. Um, but with there's a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. And if you we have are problem solvers <laughs> at heart, if you haven't met the team at World of DVC, mm -hmm. um, we can make just about anything happen. Mm -hmm. So we finagled away. I won't tell you how, but we finagled away, and we did manage to scoop up a ton of fantastic yeah. 50th gear. Really great um, stuff. So we oh. thought we would give away just one huge gift basket full mm -hmm. to one lucky winner on our yeah. show. What? So we're going to make it very, very simple. But before I go into the details on that, I do want to let you know, uh, last month, last episode, we talked about giving away a dinner and a movie. So yes. we're going to give away a $100 right. Disney gift card. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're sending that out. But I did want to let you all know that Ed from Massachusetts is our winner. So... Wonderful. Ed from Massachusetts. You're from Massachusetts. I am from Massachusetts. Do you know Ed? Of course I know Ed from Massachusetts. We all know each other. Do you guys park your cars right next to each other? <laughs> we park our cars at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Another seamless plug for our sponsor, <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. This Love is Dunkin a sponsor-ridden show next month. Right. Um, oh, so, Ed, wonderful. congratulations. Yes. You've won that. But let me tell you how to scoop up this fantastic prize that we are giving away this month. Um, we're just, again, going to keep it very, very simple. So, whether you're listening to to us on podcasts and it's Apple Podcasts if you want to give us a five-star review. If you're on YouTube and you just give us a thumbs up and a little comment there. And then we're going to be posting this throughout our social media channels. So I'm going to plug up all of our Instagram handles. But if you want to follow mm. us on Instagram, every Instagram account, we've got three total, so I'll put them all up there for you. But every Instagram account that you follow, like, and comment, we will give you an extra ticket mm. yeah. or extra chance yeah. to win our fantastic gift basket. So again, very, very simple. Make sure you are giving us some sort of like, whether that's throughout podcast mm -hmm. or YouTube, follow us throughout our three Instagram, and then make sure you email us, info at worldofdvc.com. Right. 
Let us know your name and mailing address. And in the mail in a couple of weeks, someone might be getting a really you great could bundle be as of lucky as Ed from Massachusetts. <laughs> from Massachusetts mm-hmm. is right now. He's going to think about well, how am I going to spend that hundred dollars? We're so dollar Disney gift card. That's awesome. Disney so thank you, Ed, and thanks to everybody once again for watching. We can't believe it's episode number six, and we can't believe we remember taping yeah. the first one thinking about this and hearing stories about, oh my God, the 50th anniversary is coming right, up. Right, it's true. All of this. Yeah. So I know I wanted to just share a little bit about my day, just because you guys were at the Magic Kingdom. Right. You were lucky enough to be able to get in there, get into the Magic Kingdom. I said, I want to still play too, but I can't get into the Magic Kingdom. I can't get into any park, so what do I do? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Disney Springs. Not to buy any merchandise. I had zero desire to buy any merchandise, but I said, you know what? Let's take the kids to school. Then let's go ahead. Annie, my wife, we just drove over to Disney Springs, got into the parking garage nice and early, like maybe 30 minutes before Disney Spring opened. So about like not not, 430 in the morning, 4:30 in the morning. Yeah, there's no virtual queue to park your car. But we got there, and yes, uh, as expected, the line outside of the World of Disney store was crazy. And I said, I'm not going anywhere near that store whatsoever. I'm just happy to be down here. But my wife got hit with that case of FOMO, I think it's called, right? She's like, why is everybody standing in line? Like, I feel like I need to go in there. And I'm like, honey, we've already watched these videos online. Like, we've seen the merchandise, and Mm -hmm. a lot of it's super cool, but I don't think there's any need to go stand in this long line that's snaked around. She thought different. <laughs> Happy wife. Uh-huh. And, and so she, she won. Uh, she won. Yeah. But we kept seeing also people next door from the Lego store that were walking out with Lego bags, like at 10, 10, 15 in the morning, like right away. I'm like, is there something special going on in the Lego store? Like I had no clue what was going on. So my wife found a little boy that was sitting over there with her Lego bag. And she's like, what did you buy in there? I need to see what's in there. And it's a special little castle. I could probably take a picture and show it, but it's a 50th anniversary, smaller version of a castle. My wife's like, oh, that's so cute. And then I looked over at the Lego store and I saw the line snaking all the way around. I said, it is real cute. (laughs) that was it and she's like well I'm gonna go get in line at the Disney store because the world of Disney and I said you know what I'm just gonna sit here and just enjoy my coffee but I wanted to surprise her so I snuck over to the Lego store waited in that little line so when she walked out she said, what did you do while I was gone for the 18 hours standing in line at the World of Disney <laughs> store? Which she bought nothing, by the way. Oh, there no. was There was no line. Like, the line wasn't bad to get in, but she's like, once you're in there, she's like, the line to yes. check out was, like, crazy. So she didn't really find anything, which is fine. But, again, she had that relief, that FOMO taken off of her shoulders. But I showed her, I said, well, I happen to find this. And I pulled out the little <gasps> little tiny castle for her, and she was super, super excited. Oh, so God. that was fun. Well, so it was a perfect For those it was of you who don't know, Derek has the actual <laughs> Disney World castle made out of Legos displayed the big one. displayed in his home. The big one. <laughs> He's acting like he didn't really want it. This is like uh, did you send it for Annie or for yourself? <laughs> yeah, right. I look so nice. I'm like the big one we have here, and I was like, Justin, do we need another little one? But I was like, no, you know what? We need something to to have that says. The 50th. 50th. Even yeah, though that's what's do. so cool about you it do. is because you guys were at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. You guys were at the, you know, the holy ground right yeah. there. I was still on Disney property, mm-hmm. yeah. which we wanted to celebrate it and just kind of at least be on Disney property because, again, Disney Springs wouldn't be there if right. Disney World didn't open right. 50 years ago. Right. So just to see how much the springs have changed and 
It was incredible. It was such a beautiful day. And the weather this weekend, for those of you who were not here, it was beautiful yeah. was so beautiful, did you put the castle day. together is it done? no it's still oh. in a box okay it's still in a box i'm waiting for my children to put it together maybe that's next episode i don't think <laughs> you'll you... just sit here and put the castle Building together <laughs> i don't think you want me to put it together i'll have to put these <laughs> what i can't find the pieces you don't want me doing it put we it together read the directions for you but yeah then. it was yeah. it was just so much fun and oh, such a great weekend awesome. and hearing your guys stories and seeing your guys pictures and yeah. I know you guys have some incredible videos yeah. too and we as well. texted so much with you that day yes. too so we we missed yeah. you but we felt like you were with us yes but you we definitely did miss you especially when i showed you the picture of me at the boathouse that was yeah beer and some calamari sitting there and i said this is how i celebrate the 50th yeah. and you guys were sweating at the magic kingdom with your headbands <laughs> i was like thanks for taking one for the team <laughs> great job i know but we had we had a great time though we really did so what else do we need to talk about? What else are we talking well, about? I think there's just there's been so many kind of opinions, right, on the fiftieth. Mm. Whether it's good or bad, there's just been a lot of feedback. Yeah, and true. so I think like what we love to do with this show and just in yeah. general is kind of give our honest feedback. Mm -hmm. So and I think that's kind of what people have been dying for, whether they're going on YouTube or reading blogs, is what is like the honest opinion. Right. And so there were so many, like Carrie and I talked about in the beginning, kind of walking in and that like buzz feel and so yeah. many magical things going on. But of course, there's things that you go, could there have been more, mm -hmm. right? So I'll go into like if Marissa ran Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh -oh. a PowerPoint coming up. Here we go. And... <laughs> we got all this. All this. <laughs> no, but I think there were little things, like just something small, yeah. like, like air conditioning, right? So you couldn't walk, yes. just jump in the shop to cool off. Because... The virtual queue and the lines were closed. Yeah. So there was nowhere to walk and just get a little bit of air conditioning. So if you're kind of around Main Street wanting to be in that environment, there's no air conditioning. There was nowhere to get quick waters. Mm -mm. So like the kiosk, even like the churro kiosks mm. were hour long waits. Mm -hmm. Because so, they had people buying that special stuff? Yeah, like but the, just yes. in general, nobody left Main Street. So right. for the mobile orders, mobile orders were two to three hours out. Right. So you couldn't go into the restaurant unless you had a mobile order. So just little things like a quick bottle of water or a little bit of air conditioning, those were things, kind of those moments where you go, hmm, should they have like cups of water available or little cooling stations? People were getting well, hot. Do you, do you remember, it reminded me too of the opening of, of Disneyland yes. when there was a water strike in, Dis in Anaheim yep. and Walt had to choose between water fountains or restrooms. Really? And that's a true yeah. story. Yes, there would because there was a water strike. And so which do you choose? Right. Well, he chose restrooms. Yeah, really? it's true. It's true. So in 2021, we could still relive semi part of what <laughs> Disneyland went through by having no air conditioning and limited amount of water. But those, are, I mean, obviously, those are the little things that yeah. kind of you talk about and pick out. I think like ultimately, just even going like Carrie and I talked about the Dis the Walt Disney Museum in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Like those really cool moments. I think people were kind of itching for that. Like where is that special like I'm here on the day and what is special that I can see mm. or pull from to say and I think sometimes what gets lost in kind of the overall big picture of let's do this entertainment show and have this great merchandise and spend on this and do that. Sometimes people just want the simplistic memory. Yeah. So like things like the, the the map or that beautiful poster that we got as yeah, we left, like this. those are really special. Yeah. And having uh, Roy's quote said over the loudspeaker, mm -hmm. those are the moments. Mm -hmm. But even little things like if you had something to scan on your phone, right? 
where you could go and like maybe read an article on this or hear Roy's voice on that yeah. one. Things like that that probably wouldn't have been like cost a fortune. Mm-hmm. Or I was even saying like what if you had like an actor portraying Lillian and right. standing in different areas or reliving. I think people wanted a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is really special about this show as we go along is we tried to capture as much of that as we could and kind of put that into the show but I think that's kind of the the marks missed I think there's been a lot of comments on overall entertainment Mm -hmm. which coming from entertainment I'm an entertainment cast member Mm -hmm. right so I remember like on the ships being in entertainment and we'd get reviewed every single week and there's nothing more devastating when you've put your heart and soul into a show into a performance where you know I've given everything Mm -hmm. and then to get the guest review that's like average or below average and the crushing spirit so i hate that for the cast of a lot of the feedback that's coming from it and especially in this day and age where it's instantaneous right so as soon as a show is done yep someone has to be the first one i'm going to post my review i'm going to post my review so it's instantaneous it's not like you're even waiting a week for the feedback to come back and there's been some i I think some really cool innovative things that have been plugged Mm -hmm. into this year in terms of entertainment um, but obviously, I think there's been kind of a sign of like budget mm-hmm. that has cut some of that. Right. And so I think, I mean, even just kind of not to go into much detail, but like the fireworks, like Carrie and I were talking, we wanted like gold glitter yes. everywhere. <laughs> That's we all wanted I wanted, sparkle, you know, like just somewhere. sparkle yeah. the heck out of it. Yeah. I wanted to see like Elsa, but gold, yeah. right. uh, like they did for Christmas. So yeah. I think those are kind of moments where everyone has their own opinions, yeah. right? But I think the cast did a really good job of innovation, mm-hmm. but I think it was coupled with budget cuts, mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of been the theme of disappointment. Yeah, I agree with you too. Same, there was there was that celebratory feeling when you walked in, and there was so many special moments, and the cast were so excited, and the guests were so excited, and you could really feel that people put their heart and soul into this, whether you were a guest who made plans for months or years, or the cast who were just so excited to get the special name right. tags. You know, my Facebook blew up with cast members saying, we have our special 50th yeah. name tag, and I have to say, for a moment, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't get one of those. <laughs> oh, no. Did you have but FOMO too? I had big time FOMO for just a moment, and then I thought of you and all your Disney shirts, and I and I was okay. It's yeah, true. I got yeah. this one. Yes. But so they were so proud of those, and, and that's what I think cast love about being part of Disney yeah. is it's those simple moments, like Marissa yeah. said. It's something about that name tag that is so darn special that only they get, and only they should get those, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, too, wanted something that felt a little bit nostalgic. And as we were walking, and I had just said to Marissa, gosh, I wish that they would have recreated like the dedication of Walt Disney World. And then Jeff's voice went over the loudspeaker with the dedication, and Marissa's like, your wish came true. I said, oh my gosh, it did. And so we listened to it, and it really did kind of give me chills in that moment. But I feel like some parts less could have been more, but in other parts, yes, glitter out the castle. You know, make that stuff gold. But for, for Marissa and I, our crowning moment truly was sitting with Debbie Dane Brown and listening to all of her stories and um, but prior to that she was in the park that day for a couple different reasons so Debbie not only was the very first Walt Disney World ambassador but she was an original um, vacation planner on Hotel Plaza Boulevard and her and 13 other ladies and Larry there were 14 Disney girls and Larry. Like, there, is that not the what? cutest thing? This is the best story This is ever. the best. And that so, sounds like a Disney plus show I waiting know. to happen. 14, 13 girls and Larry. Four, no, 14 girls. 14, 14 girls Disney girls and Larry. Girls and Larry. <laughs> 
14 Disney Girls and Larry, and they were the original opening team, and they came back to the Magic Kingdom, and they wore their name tags, and they had their, their D pins on, that gold D pin. But they would show guests coming down to see this orange field that's turning into a theme park. Like, what are we walking into? And they would showcase the Magic Kingdom via glass. And, you know, they didn't have the technology right. that we have today, so it was pamphlets being held, you know, handed out and maps and this and that. And so they came back, and Debbie was an original vacation planner um, cast member who then was encouraged to go out for the ambassador team. So then she became the very first Walt Disney World ambassador um, in 1969. So everyone thinks that she was named in 1971. Well, she wasn't. She had to promote Walt Disney World and go really around the world. Yeah as the emissary of goodwill and talk about what Walt Disney World was. People, of course, knew Disneyland, right. but to come here, this was going to be something different. This was going to open with resorts, um, three resorts, and, you know, maybe you at home can name the three resorts uh, that opened right around the Magic Kingdom area, and it was really just Walt's dream for this to open. So Roy comes out of retirement, and Lillian comes out to open up this special Walt Disney World. Um, and it was also Roy who said, we shouldn't call it Disney World, we should call it Walt Disney World, mm -hmm. as, a, as a tribute to his brother. So I was so excited when she said yes to me to interview, for, for me to sit down and interview her. But prior to our interview, I was invited over to the beautiful Rose Garden to do an ambassador um, moment in front of the castle with Jeff and uh, Josh Diamaro. And we did this great group picture. Um, Melissa Valiquette, who's the vice president of Magic Kingdom, she's a former ambassador. She actually was selected during the 25th anniversary. So when the castle was, you know, a birthday cake and hot pink, that was Melissa's ceremony. Um, and Debbie came back for that ceremony and they remade her ambassador costume oh, so she great. comes out in in her ambassador costume no during the ceremony and I was an intern during that ceremony so I was just this little Epcot intern in the audience crying thinking who are these people and how do you get to stand up there and then <laughs> 10 years later I went and interviewed for the role and um, did not get it I was always the bridesmaid at Disney. I was finally the bride, though, in 2007 when I was selected for the 2008 team. And so we got to go back, and we did a great ambassador moment. I haven't seen my ambassador family in a long time because of COVID. Right. We'd stay together. We, we do a lot of Zoom meetings, and we stay really close together. But this was like the first time that we could hug each other and be together and be like, I could see you standing up. You know, so it was it was such a moment. And God bless Marissa, because it's the sun is beating down on all of us. There's no water to be found. And <laughs> And I finally see Marissa through the crowd and she holds up this ice cold bottle of water and I was like, thank you. <laughs> so she was able to finagle water, yes. which, you know, to, not to my surprise at all. But then we walked over with Debbie. Did she give the water to you or to Debbie? She just showed it to me and she drank it. <laughs> this is for the first ambassador. Yes, exactly. Sorry, but you were much later. Um, so it was so special, but but we'd love to share with you now that the, the interview with Debbie um, that Marissa shot from her iPhone that yes. almost died. I will preface this. We are going to edit this the best yes. way we know possible and give you guys the best audio we can um but forgive us it was filmed on my iphone yeah. um in we tried to find a spot with shade right oh and so we, we are in tomorrowland in a busy area so it's not the best quality it's but the, the content is it's so great magical. i had a dream of just sitting like down at a table with the castle behind her you know one of those tables that, right outside the plaza yeah. with the umbrellas by the way people were sitting there since 6 30 a.m 6 30 a.m i asked this one woman i said are you are you done ma'am and she 
said, no. And I said, oh, she's going to be here for a long time. So I kind of, Marissa scoured one area. We were area. like hovering yeah, like Yeah, I scoured people. another. And I, I looked at Marissa. I said, these people are not leaving. You guys couldn't pull the ambassador card? Like Nobody <clears> cared. <throat> <laughs> Nobody cared. They're like, we got here at 630. <laughs> we got up at 3 o'clock to be here. <laughs> the so fireworks no. are tonight at 9. Yeah, and we're not moving. leaving. We're not leaving. <laughs> so we wanted Debbie to sit in a shaded area and have a seat. And we did, too, and get some water. So like Marissa said, it's not the highest of quality. We did the best we could. But I think you will just love, love, love her story. She had us in tears. So take a listen. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Debbie, for being here on Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. This is so exciting. It is exciting. I wouldn't be anywhere else. Well, we wouldn't expect you to be anywhere else, especially (laughs) as the opening day, not just cast member, but as the opening day Walt Disney World ambassador. And take us back to that time in your life and how you became an ambassador for Disney. It was... It was amazing. I'm from a very small town, Forest City. Um, it's about an hour from here. My, I went to FTU, which is now UCF. I was living on campus, so I was in a dorm, and my roommate and I were sleeping like all freshmen do. We, um, I got a phone call about 7.30 in the morning. I picked up the phone, and I said, hello. It was my dad. He said, have you seen the newspaper today? I went, no, what college freshman even has a newspaper? And I said, plus we don't have class till 11 o'clock. So he said, well, there's a big article. Disney is looking for their first 14 Disney girls to be hostesses at the preview center. He said, um, he said, you need to go out and check it out. I said, does this mean you want me to get a job? He said, yes, it does. So I went out, I drove out. I thought literally I was going to end up in Tampa because it was it was dirt roads once you got past the certain point of I-4 being built. And then he got off and um, he went to the, it's the administration area where the steel old aluminum buildings are. Yes, yes. I'm going to Vista. They may still have their construction there, but at right. that time this was just a general um, utility building. And there was 400 girls that came out for the 14 positions. We were in this big, long line. They had two days. So the day I was there, there was probably several hundred. So you finally made it inside. And the first person I met there was Holly Holsher, who was in guest relations at Disneyland. She, she was the most beautiful lady I had ever seen. She was all that you would think Disney would be. She was sparkling. She was oozing pixie dust. And after talking to her, I knew I wanted this. I wanted Disney. I wanted to be part of the magic. Orlando area, that's all anyone talked about. It was Disney's coming. What's it going to be like? Most people in the eastern United States had not been to Disneyland. Sure. So it was an electricity and a just in the air. And, and again, whether you were at your kid's soccer game, a high school football game, um, lunch with your friends, or at the office cooler, you were talking about Disney. So I came out for that interview. And I then met two other people who ended up to be my supervisors, Valerie Watson, who was like a French pastry. If, if Holly was... Uh, apple pie, uh-huh. 
Valerie was a French pastry. <laughs> I love that analogy. And, and I saw her and I went, oh, I don't even know anybody like this. Mm -hmm. And again, she was from Disneyland. Uh, then I met Bill Holscher, who ended up to be my immediate supervisor. I just, I said, oh, if I don't get this, I'll be crushed. I will be broken hearted. Fortunately, I was invited back to the second round of interviews and then the third round of interviews. And then I got the job. Mm -hmm. So we started, we actually hired on November of 1969. Going out on the site was a real treat. We went out, uh, we would occasionally go out with uh, participants or would-be participants. And again, it was, there was a big balloon where the castle was to tell us what was the castle because it was just, they were, they were building the first floor, which is the Utilidor. Right, right. So there was a balloon on, on all this dirt and they had scooped out Bay Lake, or the lagoon. Uh-huh. Bay Lake was drained. One day, I parked my car at the bottom of Bay Lake. Oh my god! It was, it was just so unreal to me. I, uh -huh. it, it was almost like a moonscape or something. Sure. So there was, and there were steel beams and there was wood and there was uh, rocks to make concrete whatevers. And it, it just was cranes. There had to been 50 cranes all over as far as the eye could see. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we had a balloon for the Polynesian. We had a balloon for the castle. We had a balloon for the contemporary. And, and, and that was also... Also, those that actually had a purpose, not just for us to say to these participants or VIPs or politicians or whomever we were courting or wanted them to see the project, Florida Project, we, uh, it was for sight lines and, and actually to tell people where to go because even the contractors, they sure. would be like, go to the pink balloon because that's where you're working today. Uh -huh. So it was just, it was amazing. It was, it was well, the largest, at the time, the largest construction project in the world. Right, right. And to be part of that was electrified. Just unbelievable, too, to see it all kind of grow up. It's my and, baby. Oh, I'm sure. It's and then at, when you were a tour guide, you had a very special moment, too, with Lillian Disney. Was that when you were an ambassador, or was that when you were a tour guide? I was ambassador. You were an ambassador. Take yes. us a little bit through that ambassador journey okay. of becoming the ambassador, the very first ambassador to Disney World. My supervisor, Holly, that I told you was like the apple pie yes. and the, so wonderful. The perfect flip and a beautiful smile and so smart and so um, outgoing. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a people person. So she, one day she said, are you going to try out for the ambassador? And I went, oh, no, I, mean, I was in school. There were four of us that were part-time, so we were students. Uh -huh. And then there were 10 full-time Disney girls right. at the preview center. I said, I don't think so. She said, I really think you need to try, you know, go for it. I said, okay, I, I will. And so I, they, we had, it was open to anyone in the, in the company and there was probably oh, a female. The rules were different then. Yes, it tell was, us the rules. Okay, you had to be single. Yes. You had to be between 18 and 26, I believe. You had to have never been married. You had to uh, promise that you would not marry. Right. <laughs> you would be under contract and literally like a star contract owned by the company. So for, the, for your charm. You um, had to always have um, act in a, in a mode becoming to Disney, 
because you were the face of Disney. So I um, I tried out for that with a lot of like I think maybe at that time we were like a hundred mm-hmm. um, women because by then we were getting close to opening and they right. had increased our our cast member population. So I tried out had had the different interviews and they were with people like Dick Nunes, right? And Hard Walker. Um, with, um, Don Tatum, mm-hmm. so they were the upper echelon of the California right. Disney execs. executives. Right. I that we would have we would have lunches with them. We would do some mock interviews, similar to what you would have done. Right. I know. Right. right. Very similar process. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then. So we didn't have a castle, or we didn't, we didn't even have Walt Disney World at that point yet. I mean, as far as a building, the previous time was the only building that we had that was open to the public. We had my ceremony at the Hilton Inn South, which is still off I-4, and that was the very last exit before I-4 was dirt. Oh my God. So we had our, um, the, the company leased the Hilton Inn South to train our our culinary, our hotel people, mm-hmm. because Disney had not really been in the hotel business because another company had owned Disneyland That's Hotel. Right. Mm-hmm. We had uh, we had we had invited about two hundred participants. We had the mayor. We had all the local politicians. We had many of our partners. I think I said that maybe. Uh, so we just had all of these who's who in the Orlando and Central Florida area. Mm-hmm. Jack Linquist, who now was my boss because he was at that time the director or vice president of marketing, he, he had, well, there were three finalists, Joanne, myself, and Pam. We, uh, we they called us up on the stage, they, they, they'd all had their lunch, all of these gentlemen, pretty much, it was pretty much gentlemen there. Uh, they had had lunch, they had us come up on the stage, we, Mickey came out with the envelope, and Jack took the envelope. He opened it up and read my name. And it was you. That it was me. <laughs> I never thought it would be. That was such a, a defining moment of my life. It changed my life. Right. Really, the whole Disney organization changed my life. From the moment I was, I was uh, at the preview center, and then to be ambassador, it was it was just stellar really. it's a dream come true because you work so hard for it yes and then when your name is called it's a very surreal moment it is yes you almost don't think it's you, you. don't think it's you no, it's you like, don't think it's you i don't know who they said because you're <laughs> right you have yeah, out of body yeah. experience for just a moment. we had the preview center where we had the preview month of october which was a test run because at disneyland it had been a fiasco right right so we called that our october preview month the 1st of October, I, I, Jack Lindquist and myself and Dick Nunes and Charlie Ridgway, um, mostly the gentlemen, who, there were 16 turnstiles at the time. I think there's 20 now, but there were 16 then. And all these people wanted to be first, even though it had not been uh, advertised that they would select a first family. People thought, well, maybe they will, or maybe the first five families will get in, who knows. So they all were there bright and early, and we were there at five. Uh, so we were standing out there, and, and uh, 
Charlie and Dick and Jack said there was a two, about two families that could have been perfect. And so they so Jack came up and he said, Debbie, what do you think between like turnstile number six and turnstile number twelve? What do you think? And I said, that family right there are perfect. They were mom and dad and two little boys, three-year-old and 18 months old. Darling, little, they're just so precious. Uh, so they, Jack and I agree, and they selected that family. And then Mickey and I toured them the whole day, took them oh. to lunch. The company gave them this big key to the city, oh, have you, to Walt Disney World. Have you seen that? I have seen the picture of it. How special. Yeah, it really was. And then we we went on all the attractions that were open at the time. We walked right on. They didn't have to wait. Oh, wow. We took them to lunch, and then they got to spend the night at the Contemporary. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. Just like a true magical moment for them, too. Yes. Marty and I are still in touch. Are you? In fact, I have got to call her today. Yeah. She... Uh, that was totally a watershed moment for yes, them. Yes, I'm sure. It, they were just in awe yep. of the whole thing. So, Debbie, now you have the first family coming into Walt Disney World. You're the, Walt, you're the new Walt Disney World ambassador. Tell us a little bit about that first week of that dedication week. The dedication it. week was the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of October. Mm-hmm. So it was about three weeks later. We had most of our glitches taken care of. There was landscaping, and instead of the college boys laying sod in the middle of the night at the Contemporary, they had ripped all that up and actually landscaped it. <laughs> so everything looked beautiful. We had the first night was the the World's Symphony in front of the castle, and it was the most magical night. I, I truly thought I was Cinderella. That I night. just saw that on YouTube for the very first time. That was amazing. I had never seen it before. It it was. Wonderful, it was a black tie event. My brother was my date because my husband played football at Florida and he had a game, so he couldn't go. Um, we were just dating then anyway. But, um, so we, and we rode the monorail over, which was my coach, with all these celebrities in the, like just in the monorail with you, monorail after monorail filled of all the names of that day, 50 years ago. So that night was, Truly most magical. That was amazing. And of course, Lillian Disney was there and Lori and Edna, who I had the pleasure of meeting many occasions. In fact, I used to occasionally be asked to um, help at their, they had five cottages on Lake Tibet in Windermere that were Disney. And and so Roy and Edna had one and Joe Fowler and his wife had one. And then the other execs would use these other cottages and they were right on the lake and they would throw barbecues. And occasionally I would be asked to come as ambassador and meet these people and and just mingle and say hi, which was obviously incredible Uh to like have a barbecue with Roy and all these big guts. I was so out of my league. <laughs> I don't think so. I truly was. It's so young I to was be having all of this point. responsibility yeah. on you. I, I know. And Lake Tibet, I didn't know that they were over in Windermere. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now they had, so in like 2000, those five cottages, which I'm telling you, they were not cottages. <laughs> they were absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. They were. Um, they, but they were, I mean, but they weren't 5,000 square feet. Right. They were like, 2000, yeah. but they were 
the nines. I bet. bet. And the furnishings, I mean, art, everything was so beautiful. Monday was the dedication. Okay. And that's the day that we had the big parade with a thousand trombones and and, um, Meredith Wilson leading that huge I had I thought I'd died and gone to heaven because it really was so incredible. So that day, Lillian and I from uh, let's see from Frontierland, the entrance there, rode in one of the electric cars all the way through, and then to the town square, where then I helped her get out, and then she and Roy and Edna were escorted to their seats. To do the dedication. To for the dedication. Oh my god. And then Roy dedicated. And then I was went to my seat too. What a beautiful moment. Uh, Is it like etched in the front of your mind? Can you still kind of go back to that moment? Uh Yeah. Yeah. I smell that moment. I'm sure. I do. I just right. The the whole experience of it. Was that the moment too? Because the famous time life picture. The, the, the opening of Walt Disney World in 1971, was that shot that same day? No. I didn't think so. No. That was another day uh, the, earlier that that was shot. And that was so much fun because about 2,500 of us, I think, went for that photo. And, uh, and we were out in the early morning sun sure. before the park opened. It was, it was a most memorable, most one of those just most memorable special things. And I'll never forget, they, and you're going to appreciate this, because as ambassador, you represent the cast, the company. I mean, I used to always think of it at first, Walt and Roy, and then the Disney family, and the company, and then equal to all of that was the cast, because that's what makes it work. So, and that's where the magic is created every day for every one of these guests. The company had placed Mickey and Minnie and the characters, and then they said, Debbie, you're going to be right behind Mickey, about six feet um, in front of the the cast. And so that's how they lined us up. So Mickey and and the characters were there, and then I was all by myself in front of, between Mickey and the, the, the first row of the cast, which was I, uh, like the, the Main Street Band or something. And then, and at the time, like I knew these people sure. because we were small. I knew, I knew my cast. I mean, how do you ever do it now with like 82,000? Right. I don't know. So they, um, <clears throat> I was talking to my cast right behind me and they're like, okay, we're going to take a photo. I couldn't stand out in front of them. So I just backed up in front of them. And then the two guys did take one step back so that I would be a little bit in front. But I could not be. I, I didn't know they did that because I could not be in front of my cast. I just, I loved them You're so part much. of it. Right. Yeah, You're part not, of it. I'm I understand. Special. Right. And so anyway, that's how that was taken. That is an iconic picture. It that is. now, today on the October 1st, it's all over oh, Facebook today. Is oh, it? everybody's posting it today. So Debbie, thank you so much. As we kind of wrap up our time together, can you share with us maybe a magical moment that you always really go back to in your mind? There would be two of them. The first one was opening day, bringing the Windsor family you know, through the t- turnstiles, onto the monorail, around Bay Lake, or around the lagoon, 
uh, to the Magic Kingdom, walking down, and then coming into Town Square and seeing the castle. That moment was was uh, really indescribable. I, it, it was so, it was like a hundred kaleidoscopes all came together and it was beautiful. But not only just because it was the Windsors, all the other guests that were there and they were ecstatic and, and joyful and families and people are laughing and crying and it just, because Walt Disney World was open and it was a special day. The other special day would have to be dedication day. So that was uh, Roy dedicating Walt Disney World to Walt was a very touching, emotional time. He was, did you meet Roy? No, I never did. He was a very, I would say he was wonderful. But he, he was quiet, not outgoing from what I hear about Walt being, you know, more outgoing. Mm -hmm. And he, but he, he was, he was a very genuinely nice man. And I had several opportunities to spend time with him. He was so touched and he didn't feel well. And yet he, he got up there and uh, his emotions took over. He was speaking and then he said, where's Mickey? He needed Mickey because Mickey was the closest thing to Walt yes. that he could physically be in the presence of. So that moment was really special. Having Walt Disney World dedicated was, by Roy was probably those two things. And then there's 500 more. I know. <laughs> it's hard to pick just one or two. Oh, you can't. Uh, it's really. There's Thank just you so, many. so much for being here with us. You know you're one of my heroes. You're my hero. Oh, oh, I just I love it. it. Thank I you so it. much, Debbie. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. That was awesome. You guys, I mean, that was so wow. great, isn't she? That is amazing. And Carrie, yeah. I don't want to gloss over the fact that how cool is it, Marissa, that we, again, Carrie's a Walt Disney World ambassador. Mm -hmm. And she's here. We get to work with her every single day and part of our team and part of this, you know, again, longstanding tradition of mm -hmm. having just great cast members being a part of this team. And just the fact that you're an ambassador and the fact that some young person 50 years from now, we'll sit you down and interview <laughs> you at Walt Disney World. You never World. know, some young person is listening to the show yeah. and going, I get to hear an ambassador, like, mm. you know, recapture yes. that moment. Which it's is crazy. So, so we're so, so honored. Thanks. And that's yeah. just an just amazing Just make sure if, if we do that, have water. <laughs> <laughs> have water. Have it ready. <laughs> just have some, some cold water. Yeah, right. she's she's wonderful, isn't she? And, you know, it is such an honor to to have have that role and to, to spread that. And when we were there, on Friday, um, I think that's, you know, when I went home that night, um, Randy said to me, just, you know, you're like walking on cloud nine. And I said, I feel like I am on cloud nine. Like it was so special. But, you know, with Debbie, she said something that like took me back. And after when we were done, I looked at Marissa and Marissa has tears in her eyes and I'm trying not to cry. And but her the story that she tells um, about Roy Disney and how she comes down the street with Roy and Lillian and then her and Lillian take their seats and Roy doesn't feel well that day. And I hope the audio, you know, you can hear OK that he he asks for Mickey Mouse to come and stand next to him. And he gestures and Mickey comes stand, stands next to him because Mickey is the closest thing to Walt that Roy has in that moment and he needed that strength. And I just, oh. you know, you're you're in this moment where we're in Tomorrowland, one of the noisiest lands right. around and the speedways behind us. But in that moment with her, it was truly just like the three of us. Like oh. it was just so special to think back to that, right. that moment with them. I, I yeah. mean, again, my 
videoing might be like shaking a little in that moment because it just was like surreal I went home I literally on the drive home called my mom and I was like mom you will never believe (laughs) like it was such a magical moment and I'm so like proud of us for being able to bring that onto this show because I love like that the little history I think we talked about this but we're Disney purists right we love the Disney history and like those things are what make Disney so special Mm -hmm. and I know she talked about this a little bit but that she's the front and center of that lifetime cover right the classic lifetime cover of the opening of Walt Disney World and Debbie Dane Brown is the front and center of this huge triangle. Right. And it's so incredible. Like the they, picture that everybody's seen. Yeah, everybody's like seen classic everybody's seen lifestyle. that classic mm-hmm. picture. And we talk about this a little bit, but they positioned her to be front and center. Yeah. But she said, it's all about the cast, right? And I think from us being cast members, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about, yeah. right? It it's about that feeling and what we can create. And the cast members from 1971 are the same today, yes. right? They live to make magic they live for this environment and she said that she was set to be front and center and stepped above the cast members but she didn't want to Mm because they had all worked since 1969 right Right. they had worked two three years to build all of this and create it and they finally got to celebrate and she said as they were taking the picture she took a step back so she could be there as equal she didn't want to be one step above they had all worked on it together she said but the guys behind her purposely took one more step back because they wanted to keep (laughs) her front and center but that i think is the true essence of what makes yeah a disney cast member yeah right you don't do it for the fame or the glory Mm -hmm. you do it for those magical moments And I mean, just so much cool stuff. I, I obviously I did a little sleuthing and researching afterwards because right. I'm like, there's cottages on Lake Tibbet. <laughs> I need to know about we these. Need to know so more about I went, that. There's five cottages. There's She's still- googling on the way home, calling yeah. her mom, yeah, crying, crying in one hand, yeah. researching deeds. Zillow, Orange County appraisers, record search. Um, I, I am a real estate agent, so right. I have access to this stuff. Yeah. But they, the cottages still stand today. Yeah, two bedroom, two bath. They're exactly in their same condition. Now, the insides are probably renovated, Mm -hmm. but they're in the same location on Lake Tibbet. They were originally bought for $39,500 for all five. They sold them to, (laughs) so it was known, and I'll actually, I'll put the link, um, our friends at Disboards actually did a whole article on this, so I'll put the link so you can kind of read the history of it. But basically, they built those because they didn't want to be stuck staying at hotels. They wanted to have like a home away from home for the Disney executives, and so they would spend their evenings and kind of days out there on the lake. How beautiful, right? And then for for those that may not be familiar with Lake Tibbet, that's probably how far away from Walt Disney World, driving distance. I mean, twenty minutes, yeah. twenty-five minutes. Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's not far at all. It's and known as the chain of lakes. The chain so of lakes. You yes. can see like fireworks from the chain yes. of lakes, and so that's what makes like our office is so special because right. we're kind of right there. Um, but they resold them in two thousand one for two million dollars. So <laughs> great return on investment there. <laughs> really great. Um, but yeah, it's just it was kind of cool to get that piece of Disney yeah. that I had no idea. Right, like we live here. Yeah, we. I'm. I, I have a boat and I'm on those lakes ha- all the time. All the, right, right. <laughs> and I had no idea. Yeah, and I, that, you're gonna be much, pulling your boat up and just like stalking. Like we are. Like, oh. we're gonna, <laughs> we have a boat yes. trip. Yes. <laughs> but even like I see Debbie. You know, sometimes at, at our events. All, yeah. You know, all the time at our events. But but you don't get that time with right. her because there's always you know. 100 people around us right. And, right. and everything. So to hear that, I mean, it's the same. I thought right. there's cottages. And then she said, you know, well, they're not really cottages. They were like 3,000 square feet and, you know, done done up to the nines and that she would go there for barbecues and with yeah. Roy Disney and 
what? I mean, it was just surreal. Just so cool. Like I wanted to put her on the main street or on the castle stage I and know. just like have story time <laughs> with Debbie Project Brown. Project that down main street. Like I think Ugh. people, so I mean, Carrie and I, we were able to make that day even more special. Yes. Like, I think if I look back on my experience of the 50th, and I'll try not to tear up here, but it was just like so magical. Yeah. Like that day will forever. So thank you for making that yeah. happen, Carrie, because oh, that gosh, day for yeah. me will forever live in like history of being like, I was there on the 50th, but I got to sit with someone so special yeah. and get so much out of it. And I think that is the biggest takeaway, right? Yeah. There's so many opinions online and everybody has their opinion. Everyone's an expert. Yeah. And I think we have so high of expectations coming in where we want to grab that special mug or that pin mm -hmm. or those ears to say we were there. But it's not always about that. Sometimes it's about remembering why Disney is magical mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And I think coming back if you're coming for the 18 month of the 50th mm -hmm. celebration, take that into heart. Don't get discouraged if it's not exactly what you expect it mm -hmm. to be, but find your own magic. Find a way to make it magical for you. Find a way to commemorate it so that you can look back yeah. and tell your kids or your grandkids yeah. about the time that you were there for the 50th. And there's magic all around. These cast members, they've been there for years, right? Some of them are new. Some of them got to get that special name mm -hmm. tag. Ask them about it. Look that's, out for that's it. That's what I was just going to say. I think the name tag says making magic since yes. and then their year. So you will see a group of 1971 that were opening day cast members. Yep. And so as you go out, I know we'll be doing that too. You know, if somebody's been there since 2001 or 1995, those, those stories that they have, and that's what I love about a community and how mm -hmm. important a community is and this Disney community that we all have and we can get caught up and the ears aren't perfect and this is sold out and this didn't work and but finding that magic within yourself to bring to your family and yeah. then just talking to the cast members it, you will have a different type of magic yeah. a different level that's what i yeah. i feel too just even hearing you share those stories too it just kind of reminds yeah. me hey first of all you guys on october 1st walked away with some of the most amazing we stories did. of all yeah. i walked away with a lego castle and a beard and some calamari <laughs> but it was still good still but a yes, good day i was still a really good amazing day amazing job but we wanted to though make it special in our own way right so we you know again being a dvc member went online almost yeah. like a week or two before found that last minute cancellation right. so a room at the polynesian was available for Sunday night, so Sunday, October 3rd. Perfect. So we said, you know what? Leave the kids at home. Let's get away. Just yeah. Annie and I go there to the Polynesian, spent all day at the pool, right? Which I think, hands down, this is probably a topic for another show, but you know, what is your favorite <laughs> cool. DVC resort if you could only stay at one ever for the rest of your membership? Mine would be the Polynesian because you're there at that pool, right? And you're floating around and you could see Cinderella's castle all decorated up right. for the 50th. And then it comes down to, again, nighttime. So it's the new Enchanted Fireworks Show. And like Marissa said, like Carrie said, everybody's got their opinions on it, right? The minute that show ended, you could go online and read a thousand reviews. Mm -hmm. I went online and watched it, right? Online. Yeah, and I was like, ah, it's okay. Again, I was pulling a Marissa card, like, if I controlled that show, <laughs> this is what I would make it. And I would start with Walt Disney's, you know, original speech about the Florida project yes. and make the castle like all black and then it slowly gets lit up i mean i get goosebumps because yeah. it's an amazing in idea own, in our own imaginary <laughs> we're show writers, our own right? imaginary we're show writers idea. Too. but that night 
at the Polynesian on the beach, right? Because if you've never been to the Polynesian at night, they pump in the music on the mm. speakers oh, and you're magical. sitting on the beach. Yeah. You're staring across and you're watching it and we're watching it. And again, I get goosebumps thinking about it because what it comes you down to, it's, it, you it, really, it is. You really, does. I really do. Honest <laughs> to God, I think it's my new shirt. And But watching the show, it makes you realize that it's not about us, you know, armchair quarterbacks, right? Thinking right. like, oh, I would do this, this, or this. It was about, I'm sitting there watching mm-hmm kids dancing and slow dancing with their moms mm-hmm. and dads to the Disney music and so seeing the couples like put their arms around each other or holding hands or laying in a hammock watching it and tearing up watching yeah. this incredible fireworks show mm-hmm. right so at the end of the day it's not about what it could have been or what this mm-hmm. at the end of the day you're honest you're watching fireworks go it's off nice. over Cinderella Castle set to some of the most amazing heartfelt beautiful music in yeah. the world and you can't go wrong with it and mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to you know being a cast member is you know those cast members put their blood sweat and tears they do into every part mm-hmm. of this entertainment and they will continue to do so for the next 18 months so just enjoy it yeah. enjoy those little moments that may not be i've got this set for this time on this day and it better be a 10 out of 10 or i am going online and i'm going to make the angriest <laughs> review about it not it could just be a simple matter of meeting that great cast member at dinner right and making a great meal even better or mm-hmm. just hearing stories like that so yeah. that's that's what it comes down to it is yeah. really that's why it's just the most magical place in the world and we have 18 more months of this celebration to go so, so exciting i'm so excited yeah. so excited the, what's that? that what's that no. oh. oh it is it's finally it's the time. Time. It's the time we've been waiting for this story <laughs> 20 story years in the making take it away sue Welcome to Storytime with Sue. If you remember back in episode two, we kind of left you with a cliffhanger about me going to the World's Fair in 1964. And the last question that Carrie asked me was, did you meet Walt? And the answer, yes. So let me tell you the story about my experience at age 12 at the New York World's Fair in 1964, meeting Walt Disney. Remember, way back then, kids dressed up. When we went to theme parks, we dressed up. So we were in dresses, black patent leather shoes. My brothers were in tiny little suits with the bow ties. And uh, we all went to the opening press event of the Ford Pavilion. And as I mentioned, Walt cut the ribbon and we all went on the ride and we saw the animatronic dinosaurs that he created. And then afterwards, the adults went to a reception area for the adults and the kids went to a reception area for the children. And it was kind of like a big sunken living room and there was all kinds of carnival fare, hot dogs and hamburgers and, oh, cotton candy, one of my favorites. And it was just loaded with children. And it's, Children can be, we can be a little bit rambunctious and loud and with glee, just um, everyone was laughing and having a good time. And all of a sudden, in comes Walt into this room and he stood at the top of the platform going down the stairs and he just clapped his hands. And he said, children, how about if I tell you a story? And everyone sat exactly where they were standing, in their suits and in their dresses, with their little white gloves, everyone sat. And you know what? You could hear a pin drop 
I mean, I, I was impressed. I was just amazed that there was dead silence. And Walt sat on that top step and he told us a story and he acted out all the parts. So there was the mean hunter and the scared little bunny rabbit and he acted them out just as you would see him act out on television. It was fantastic. And as he's telling us the story, at age 12, I was just amazed to look around and to see the wide eyes of all these kids looking at Uncle Walt, the guy on TV. And he had everybody's attention. He had them in the palm of his hand. And later on, I learned that's what charisma is all about. And my gosh, did he have charisma. So after he told the story, we all clapped and cheered and he had us make a line and he took a stack of cocktail napkins and he drew Mickey and he signed his name and he handed it out to each and every one of us. And we had a cartoon drawing of Mickey signed by Walt Disney, the guy on TV. It was so nice. And my mom took it and she put it into a book for me so it would stay nice and flat. Well, it got a little yellow over the years. And one of the biggest questions I get asked is, do you still have it? And boy, do I wish I still had that piece of paper. But it got a little yellow and mom said, ah, he's just the guy on TV, no big deal, and threw it out. But it was the experience I had in being able to meet him to hear him tell a story, and to just see the charisma that this man had. And that changed my life. From that point forward, I tried to learn as much about Walt Disney. I tried to follow what Walt Disney was all about. And eventually, at age 50, it led me to a career change here at Disney World. And I never regret a moment of it. So keep in mind, Dreams do come true. And speaking of dreams, I think it's time for all of you to go to bed. Sweet dreams. Until next time. Uh, we should have brought worth it. her wand. We needed her I wand know, here. Right? That so was great. worth it. On yeah. a day so of wait. amazing stories, there's so many yeah. incredible a stories. A Walt Disney connection. Six degrees of separation. We're like three people away from Walt Disney. <laughs> We've made it. We've made it. <laughs> I love it. So this was incredible. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank yeah. you guys for going there Always on October the 1st. Uh, it was an incredible story. So thank you for sharing those. And most importantly, thank you guys for listening. Yes. Thank you guys for watching and being part of our Disney family. We yes. absolutely love to be able to do these shows each and every month. Mm -hmm. So uh, your response to these shows has just been great. So make sure that you sign up to win that incredible yes. gift basket. Oh, you'll love it. Yep. Incredible yep. gift basket. And make email sure us, info at worldofdvc.com. Again, give us a like, a follow, check us out on our Instagram <laughs> handles, and somebody's going to get that amazing prize. Like, yeah. follow, subscribe, yeah. smoke just signals. Do just us do, do something. Snail mail. Even, <laughs> right, even put a comment in if you watched the show that you yes. enjoyed the show and what you really loved from it, too, because we love hearing from you. We'd we love really, to, really we'd do. We'd love to know that on, on Instagram. Nothing more than I look forward to than show day. Because I learn something I new every yeah. single every time, day. So yeah. this was great. So I think we have, as you all know, that long-standing tradition. tradition. This is episode number six. So this one's a little bit special. Yep. So I think we've rehearsed it enough to be able to say, ready? <clears throat> Happy, Happy 50th, 50th anniversary, Walt Disney World. And we'll, we'll see, see you real soon. soon. Ha, 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 <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Please remove your headphones, step back into reality, have a magical day, and we'll see you real soon. Bye.